morning, class. Today is Monday, April 27th, and this is Mr. Arouse with yet another podcast on Romeo and Juliet. Hopefully everyone had a great weekend. For those of you who missed it, Friday, we had a Google Meet. We met for about 15 minutes. It was a nice uh, time for those of you who were able to attend. We just kind of caught, caught up on what we were doing Romeo and Juliet, but really the focus of our conversation was on grades. Now, we will do a Google Meets again this Friday. Same same setup, about 10, 15 minutes, just kind of get caught up on what's happening in Romeo and Juliet and really get get caught up on what's going on with, with everyone. And um, just to check in, just to see familiar faces. But today our focus on, today our focus is going to be, excuse me, a continuation of Romeo and Juliet, Act 2, Scene 2. Now, last week what we talked about was how Romeo is able to listen in on Juliet's thoughts and feelings for him, unbeknownst to Juliet. So he's listening. There's that really great moment when he has that aside. Remember, an aside is only when he speaks. He breaks kind of. He breaks the fourth wall. He talks to the audience, and he says, "Shall I hear more, or shall I speak at this?" And us, the audience, of course, we want to hear more. So we're kind of telling him, like, "Don't say anything. Just kind of listen." And he finally reveals himself. He reveals himself right at that crucial moment when Juliet, um, kind of, uh tells Romeo, again, unbeknownst to her, how she really feels. And the last thing we read, right, is Romeo, doth thy name, and for that name, which is not, which is no part of thee, take all myself. In other words, translation, trade in your name, which really has nothing to do with you, and take all of me in exchange, right? And then Romeo jumps out of the bushes, right? And like some crazy person, and he says, I am here. All right, so let's transition, shall we? All right, before we can begin, let's talk about the standard that is being addressed today. So here's the standard that's being addressed. We are going to determine a theme or central idea of a text and analyze in detail its development over the course of the text, including how it emerges and is shaped and refined by specific details. And we will also provide an objective summary of the text. So let's continue. Now let's not forget, right, that Juliet has just told Romeo how she really feels. Now here's the question you need to think about. Would she have said the same thing had she known that he was there? The obvious answer is no, of course not. You meet someone, you like them, they like you, right? You have some things in common, you go out, you have some good conversations, right? And then you allow that relationship to develop over time. And then maybe, maybe if you feel this way and they feel the same way and you feel confident that they feel the same way, you tell them that you love them, right? Unfortunately for Juliet, she doesn't have that time. She can't get that time back. She can't get those words back. So she finds herself in a situation where 
Romeo knows exactly how she feels. Now, Romeo does um, describe Juliet uh, using figurative language, and it does show us that he's enamored with her, right? He's in love with her. We don't, we're not really sure if it's lust or if it's actual true love, because then again, he did say that he was in love with Rosaline, and here we are now. So, does he really truly love her, right? Or does he only love her because she reciprocated, right, at the party? Now, of course, Romeo is going to tell her, I feel the same way, but should she believe him? Well, let's think about the conversation that Romeo has with Benvolio, right? Back in, uh, back in Act 1, where he's, a, he's, he's a, uh, depressed and uh, he, uh, Rosalind is not returning her love, right? It's unrequited love. Now, we learn more through that conversation that it's, it, it, it feels like it's more of a physical thing, more lust than love, right? Here, Juliet kisses him. Here, right, um, Romeo speaks of Juliet and her beauty, but we don't know where his true intention, intentions lie, right? And again, she didn't hear that part about how he described her as the sun, right? And using all these bright or light, excuse me, metaphors. So, what does Romeo have to do now? Romeo has to convince Juliet that he does in fact love her, but not just because she already said that she loves him. You get me, right? Because she doesn't know what his true intentions are. Right? You can you can make predictions. You can say that no, he's truly in love, or you can say that he's trying to do what he was what he's trying to do to Juliet, what he was trying to do to Rosalind. Okay, but we don't, we don't really know just yet, okay? Will these two end up together? Yes, we know that. What happens in Act 2 scene? What happens in Act 2? The most important thing is that they get married. So let's let's look at this conversation here. Right, remember we're only focusing on uh, line 62 to 141. So if you have the book, we're on page 82, right? And line 62 is um, Juliet asking... How camest thou hither? Tell me, and wherefore? The or orchid walls are high and hard to climb, and the place death, considering who thou art, if any of my kinsmen find thee here. Right? How did you get here? Walls are pretty high, and you're risking your life by being here because you're a Montague and I'm a Capulet. And then Romeo, of course, being the poet, says, With love's light wings did I overperch these walls. Right? Drank Red Bull, gave him wings, he flew over. And he's there now, right? Again, always the poet, always the lover. And he can never just be straightforward. He can't just say like, hey, I just climbed the walls and you were worth the climb. But that's pretty much what he's trying to say. All right, so let's let's continue here, right? Um, Juliet expresses uh, her concern for Romeo. Uh, because he is a Montague and he's not supposed to be there. And then Romeo says that, you know, you're worth it. Um, and it's nighttime, so I'm going to use the nighttime to, to hide. Right, okay. But this is the important part. I'm on page 84. I'm going to read this to you. And we will talk about what Juliet's communicating uh, to Romeo. Okay. 
She says, Thou knowest the mask of night is on my face, else would be a maiden blush be paint my cheek. For that which thou hast heard me speak tonight, fain would I dwell on form, fain, fain deny what I have spoke. But farewell compliment. Dost thou love me? I know thou wilt say I, and I will take thy word. Yet if thou swearest thou mayest prove false, a lover's perjuries, they say, Jove laughs. O gentle Romeo, if thou dost love, pronounce it faithfully. Or if thou thinkest I am too quickly won, I'll frown and be perverse and say thee nay. So thou wilt woo, but else not for the world. In truth, fair Montague, I am too fond, and therefore thou mayest think me my behavior light. But trust me, gentlemen, I'll prove more true than those that have more coin to be strange. I should have been more strange, I must confess, but, thou, but that thou overheardest ere I was aware. My true love's passion, therefore pardon me, and not impute this yielding to light love which the dark night hath so discovered. So Juliet finds herself in a predicament here because what she's saying is like you're you weren't supposed to hear what I what I was saying. Those were my true feelings for you, but I didn't want you to know them. Right? Those 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 thoughts and those feelings are mine. But what can I do? Like it's what's done is done. So here we are. Do you love me? Right? And then she says, I know if you say yes, I'll believe you. But there's doubt. And I don't want to come off as someone who's quickly won, right? I don't want to come off as being like easily won over, right? I just met you and I'm telling you that I love you. I also don't want to scare you off, right? Like I don't want you to be like scared at the fact that I have told you that I that I just I met you and I just love you, right? So um, you know, so so she wants she she wants she wants to take the words back, but now she doesn't. She doesn't want to be seen as someone who's easily won over. Romeo then goes on to say, Lady, by yonder blessed moon I vow that tips with silver all these fruit fruit tree tops. So he's about to promise her, like, hey, I, I, I swear by the moon. Like, not, you know, some people will say, like, I, on my mom, right? I swear on my mom. Romeo says, I swear by the moon. And then Juliet counters, right? And she says, don't swear by the moon because the moon is constantly changing, right? We have a full moon, we have half a moon, right? So if the moon is constantly changing and you're telling me that you love me and you're sworn by the moon, that's not, um, that's not comforting at all, right? So swear, you know, don't swear by the moon. So then she says, you know, do not swear at all. And here's the, the modern text. But if you have to swear, swear by your, your wonderful self, which is the God I worship like an idol, and then I'll believe you. Now think about that, right? She says, swear by yourself, right? Which is fine. But then she goes on to say, which is the God I worship like an idol. Just think about that line. And honestly, to me, that seems a bit intense, a bit crazy if you think about it, right? That she idolizes Romeo. She calls him a god that she worships, right? Remember, there's like, when we think about um, addiction um, and we think about um, synonyms, right? Like, love, and adore, right? You like someone when you first meet them. Eventually, that like will turn into love. But you don't adore someone. You don't adore someone like you would uh, some sort of deity, right? Juliet is taking it to the extreme here way too fast 
right? So then Romeo tries to say something, and then Juliet cuts him off again. And she says, well, do not swear. Although I joy in thee, I have no joy of this contract tonight. It is too rash, too unadvised, too sudden, too like the lightning which doth cease to be air. One can say it lightens. Sweet, good night. This bud of love by summer's ripening breath may prove a beauteous flower with uh, when next we meet. Good night, good night. As sweet repose and rest come to thy heart as that within my breast. So she says, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're going way too fast. Okay. This love that we're feeling, this moment, it's like lightning. You see it and then it's gone. I don't want our love to be like that. I want our love to be more like a flower, right? You plant the seed, it grows, eventually it blossoms, but that takes time, right? So let's hang out this summer, you know, let's, let's exchange phone numbers, let's text, let's Snapchat, whatever it is, maybe do a TikTok together, right? And maybe, you know, maybe we'll, well, we're right for each other, right? And then Romeo, okay, very Romeo-like, right? Because what you have to associate with Romeo is the fact that he believes in haste. H-A-S-T-E, haste, right? He's very compulsive, or excuse me, impulsive, right? So she says, let's take it easy, slow and easy. And then he says, are you going to leave me so unsatisfied tonight, right? And then she says, well, what satisfaction can you have tonight? And then he says, the exchange of thy love's faithful vow for mine. Okay. So, you know, when you think of the word vow, what comes to mind? When do you hear vow or vows? A wedding, right? Right. A, 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 a husband and wife to be exchange vows, right? And then she says, I gave thee mine before thou didst request it, and yet I would, it were to give again. You already know I love you, right? You know, I wish I could take it back and then give it back to you, right? But we're, it's too late now, right? So what's interesting here is, you know, she will now uh, leave. She says, but to be frank and give it thee again, and yet I wish, but... For the thing I have, my bounty is as boundless as the sea, my love as deep. The more I give to thee, the more I have for both are infinite, right? The nurse calls, right? She says goodbye. Romeo says, oh, blessed, blessed night. I'm a feared being in night. All this is but a dream too flattering, sweet to be substantial. He's afraid that it's a dream. He's met the girl of his dreams, and he's afraid that this is a dream, and he he doesn't want the night to end, right? Or else he'd wake up from his dream and all of this will, will uh, have been untrue. So Juliet says three words to Romeo and good night indeed. If that thy bent of love be honorable, thy purpose marriage, send me word tomorrow by one that I'll procure to come to thee where and what time thou wilt perform the right and all my fortunes at thy foot I'll lay and follow thee, my Lord, throughout the world. So what's... It, it can be kind of confusing here, right? Because when you're even when you're reading the modern text, you, you you kind of flip back and forth between the pages, and you think to yourself, "Well, wait a minute, I don't understand what what just happened here. Are they getting married, right?" Because she says here, and here's the modern text: 
Three words, dear Romeo, and then it's good night for real. If your intentions as a lover are truly honorable and you want to marry me, send me word tomorrow. I'll send a messenger to you and you can pass on a message telling me where and when we'll be married. I'll lay all my fortunes at your feet and follow you, my lord, all over the world. So what's what blows my mind here, right, is that somewhere in this in this conversation, right, the talk of marriage is brought up, right? And you kind of have to figure that out. So basically, Juliet kind of gives Romeo an out, right? In other words, if you really want to marry me, send someone, you know, send someone tomorrow to tell me where and when we're going to get married. And then I'm, I'm there. We'll get married and I'm, I'm yours forever, right? Um, obviously, a lot, a lot of things would be easier if they had phones. But she, Romeo has to, you know, now... Uh, relay this message to, to Julian via like messenger, right? A natural person. But think about this, you know, this is way, this is moving way too fast. You know, Romeo is going to the extreme though. Hey, Juliet, I love you. Juliet says, I don't believe you because that's what I want to hear. And you already know how I feel about you. So you're going to say that you love me. So I don't believe you. And then he goes, well, I, I swear to you by the moon. And she says, don't swear by the moon because it's constantly changing. What do you want me to swear then by? And then she says, swear by yourself, right? Because I love you. You're the God that I idolize. And he goes, fine. And then she says, no, 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 wait. I changed my mind. Let's just take it easy. This is too fast. I don't like how things are turning out tonight, right? It's like lightning. You see it and then it's gone, right? I want us to be more like a flower. Let's hang out in the summer. Let's wine and dine me. Take me out. Let's, let's talk, you know, and then let's see what happens. And then Romeo says, no, like, I don't want that. Yeah, I'm, You're going to leave me unsatisfied tonight? And then she goes, and then he goes, well, then, well, what do you, what do you want? Like, what do you, you know, uh, she goes, what do you want? And then he says, well, to get married. Basically, I want to prove to you that I love you. So that's very in Romeo's character, right? To, to, to move along, to, to get, to make things happen, right? He found someone who feels the same way about him and it doesn't scare him not not one bit right so he's willing to go to that extreme just to prove to Juliet yes I do love you is that kind of crazy yeah of course it is okay but she feels the same way so is it crazy if they feel the same way yeah <laughs> you can still you can still call them crazy okay All right, so let's let's analyze what has just happened here, what's just transpired here. Romeo and Juliet will get married, right? Romeo is determined to prove to Juliet that he loves her. So he's going to go to that extreme. And Juliet is a willing participant, right? She loves Romeo. She, according to her, idolizes Romeo. And she's willing to go through with all of this, right? Now, remember... Act two serves as the rising action, which means that in act one, we were introduced to the to all of the characters, we were introduced to the setting, and most importantly, we were introduced to the conflict. The conflict being that at the very end of act one, scene five, Romeo meets Juliet. Juliet meets Romeo. They, they talk a little bit, but mainly kiss, and they realize, or they find out that Juliet's a Capulet, Romeo's a Montague, we already knew that dramatic irony, and I know you remember what that means. 
and that's our main problem, right? Act two serves as, if act one serves as the exposition, serve um, act two serves as the rising action, which means that things go from, from bad to worse, right? They already can't be together, and now they're going to complicate things even more, right? Further complications, they're going to, they're going to complicate things even further by agreeing with one another to, uh, to get married, right? So that's going to complicate things. Now, what we learn in uh, Act 2, Scene 3, and 4, and 5, you know, uh, is going to add to that problem, right? So it's not just that they're going to get married. There's a lot more involved here. And that's what we're going to uh, be looking at. That's the focus of the next few lessons here. But for today, that is it. So if you look at the Google Classroom, you're going to find, right, a an assignment uh, for the Act 2 soliloquy. You will choose either Romeo or you will choose either Juliet in your analysis of the soliloquy, right? And then on um, Wednesday, I'll give you an assignment on whether or not uh, you think the decision made by Romeo and Juliet was the best decision, right? Why not just tell the parents what's the big deal? What could go wrong, right? All right. Hopefully you enjoyed that lesson and I'll see you guys on Wednesday and hopefully more of you can make the Google Meets on Friday. Once again, if you have any questions, please send them to Remind or email me or Google Classroom or there's just so many ways you can contact me. Please let me know. All right.